0: We're talking World Cup best bets for Group H. Welcome along to a Betting Weekly Extra Time World Cup Edition. You're with Dan Roebuck alongside me in the studio, Jack Wright. And I'm also pleased to say that we've got Cooper Cox with us as well to bring us the best bets. When it comes to a section, Jack, that potentially is a two-way fight for top spot here. Uruguay, Portugal, Ghana, Korea are the four nations in it. Portugal are the favourites, minus 167. Uruguay, plus two ten. Ghana and Korea both plus 1300. Is it that simple? Is it a two way fight for
1: top spot? Uh, I hate to say it, but I think it is. I think it is. Yeah, I, I make them strong favourites. I think Portugal and Uruguay are that much better than the other two uh, countries, that it will be a toss up between those two or a tussle between those two who comes first and who comes second. Saying that, I think the other two have got enough in them to make it tough it's not going to be a walkover i think they've got enough ability in there to to make the games tough and what i love about this group is the the underlying kind of backstory to it which makes it an intriguing really intriguing group um for sure so yeah um yeah portugal and uruguay worthy favorites in the group um it's gonna be an interesting watch
0: yeah some good narrative to this group there's some good stories that could emerge Given what's gone on in previous meetings between two of the teams, in particular, Cooper. uh, Very good day to you, Ghana and Korea. I mean, they are going to have to significantly up their form. They're going to have to show us something that we haven't seen over the course of the last twelve months, really, if they are to make it into the knockout stages.
2: Yeah, um, I'm not so sure that it's that it's all that cut and dry Um, as far as Portugal's status. you know, they, they may be in a position where you know the juice is actually worth the squeeze, uh, the, the squeeze in this case, uh just because I, I, I do personally have them on a level above the rest of these three uh by quite some distance. But uh we can get into futures in a little bit. Um, but I'm not so sure that it's that it's you know Uruguay and Portugal all the way here.
0: Oh well, interesting. We'll get to that shortly. Portugal were agreed. Should be the favourites. They are, as we look at the prices to qualify as well, Portugal uh, minus 7.70, very short to make the top two. Uruguay uh, minus 2.75, Ghana plus 2.70, same price as Korea. Obviously, we're going to kick off with the group favourites here in Portugal. Uh, We'll get your thoughts uh, on the Portuguese here. Look, in the end, Jack, it was a little bit of a struggle to qualify because they didn't top the section. Serbia, of course, topped their European qualifying section. Then they were into the playoffs it could have been a lot harder for them in the end they beat turkey and north macedonia they got a a little bit of a buy there because italy didn't manage to make it through but look they got to the world cup finals but it wasn't the most straightforward
1: no absolutely not i think they were they were kind of already dreaming of qatar uh, when that cross went in for for mitrovic to uh to, to ruin that plan um deep into injury time so some story that was um but yeah i think when they They then got through to the um the the playoffs they made decent work of that um and i say it could have been a lot harder obviously with the unexpected uh final game that they had to play and uh and and they're they're through but um, they've obviously got a wiley manager in charge he's been around the block a few times he's got close to four decades um of of managerial experience under his belt and uh he knows how to prep teams for tournaments obviously having Euro the european championships with portugal um and the inaugural um, Nations League as well, so which I think some people do forget about that they actually won that too. So um, see, so he, he certainly knows how to get teams set up, um, and he's got a fair bit of talent to play with as well.
0: He has indeed, Cooper. When you look at the starting lineup, I mean, it is stacked in an awful lot of positions, an awful lot of talent from the Premier League, uh, from Ligue 1, Paris Saint Germain in particular, and also a smattering from Italian football as well. We talk about Raphael, and then I come to the. The main man, if you like, and the striker, and Ronaldo, and he's not done particularly well for Manchester United from a Portuguese point of view. Is is he the the weak link, bizarrely, when you when it comes to the talent that they've got? How do you assess their their best eleven?
2: I I don't think he's a weak link when it comes to the national side, uh, particularly. I, I I think that you know he's going to have service. That's you know at times that's that's what he's missed. Is things at Man U have been a little bit choppy for him uh you know just with the ebb and flow of, of the way that their attack has has been and it's it's just been a weird fit i mean that's you know don't ask me to explain that it's 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 been something that not many can really uh, you know hit the nail on the head with but no i do think that this this 11 is going to be absolutely loaded um even with uh you know jota going down uh you know the, the the liverpool uh forward he's out but they're still absolutely loaded with you know fernandez Otavio. like you said uh, rafael leal is I guess he's kind of the next man up to step up, you know, uh, out on the wing there. Um, even on the bench, you know, Jao Felix, Andre Silva. So these guys are absolutely loaded. Um, you know, I mentioned earlier, definitely my favorite, you know, te- team in this group. And I think they're rightfully favored to uh, to win the group.
0: Terrific side, aren't they, really? I mean, I, I question Ronaldo there because he's obviously going to play. I mean, Cooper was just talking about, the likes of Andre Silva had a you know great season in, in German football. Looks a real player, but he's probably not going to start because no. of Ronaldo.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, I think um, Santos was quite bullish as far as when he was pressed on the fact. Press being an interesting word to use there. Um, on would Ronaldo be playing? and he said, "Of course, he's going to be playing. Yeah, he's he's our main man." So um, I think his style of play is obviously different to Eric Ten Hag. He's not going to be that aggressive front press, um, and he's their focal point. You know, he's been there and he's to a certain extent, over the years, carried Portugal as a bit of a one-man fight or certainly been the guy that's going to get them over the line in, in those tournaments. But, you know, 37 years old, you know, as far as Portugal is concerned, it's probably a benefit that he's not been playing those games for Man United. As much as a 37-year-old can go into this tournament, he's going to be fresh and he's going to have a point to prove. And An angry, motivated Cristiano Ronaldo is a, is a dangerous animal to be uh, let loose on in qatar on the, on some of these teams that are obviously uh, coming up against um and say so he's got his own personal goals to be looking to hit as well the the fact that he would become the first player to score in five world cups would be uh, up on his, his checklist to do and also the fact he's not scored in a knockout stage of the world cup yet either as well so um expect him to be uh, very very much up for it and they see a passionate ronaldo uh, there's uh, quite some good news stories about Portuguese league football as well, isn't
0: there, uh, Cooper, at the moment? If you look at the way that Benfica and Porto are playing, Benfica in particular, both have got through to the knockout stage of the Champions League. Sporting, were a little unlucky. And although we talk about Premier League players um, with the likes of Ruben Diaz and, of course, Bruno Fernandes, and one or two others, Bernardo Silva, that are going to play. Underneath that, those players like Rafa Silva, who play for Benfica, and Yogo Costa, who's a terrific keeper for Porto, they look to have strength in depth, don't they?
2: Yeah, this is one of the deepest, you know, rosters when we talk about World Cup uh, teams this year. Um, and that's why, you know, even even with Jota going down, it, it wasn't that big of a concern Um Another thing I want to mention about this team is how impressive they were in qualifying Uh, from an analytical standpoint. They were second in all of Europe in expected goals, um, you know, top three in chances created. Obviously, they had some disappointing results. You know, they had a draw with Ireland, I think, and, you know, didn't even top their group. But this team is loaded. I think they're going to turn it on at the right time. And, um, you know, again, minus 167 to, to top this group, I think is... It's juicy, but it, it it may be worth it here.
0: It's a favourite. It's a favourites price. It's a short price, but we're in agreement here that yeah. Portugal are going to top the group.
1: Huh? 100%, yeah. And, and the other thing about this group is that if you finish second in the group, you're very likely to be playing Brazil in the next round. And that's not a, a round of 16 tie that you want. OK,
0: so we like Portugal to win the group. I'm presuming that we like Uruguay to come second. But Cooper, the way that you were talking about Uruguay uh just as we started the preview it makes me think that there's maybe one or two question marks for you when it comes to Uruguay. I mean they're they're second favourites by quite some way and they're short priced to make it through. I mean would you would you look you know, would are you a uh, someone who would back against them to get out of the group?
2: Yeah, and and I actually am backing uh backing against them. Um as one of my best bets, um, I'm actually taking them not to qualify, which uh, is plus 155, which I'm fine with. I, I think this is going to be a more competitive group than than meets the eye initially. Obviously, I'm I'm fine with you know backing Portugal. Uh, it seems like we're all in agreement. it's it's their group to lose, obviously, and and I think that's fair. Uh, but when it comes to Uruguay, I, I just haven't been convinced uh, with their performances in South America. To me. You know, and this isn't that hot of a take, but it was Brazil, Argentina, and then it was the rest of of, of South America. And um, one team is not that different from the other as far as once you get out of those top two, um, you know, you had um, Uruguay and then it was, you know, they had 28 points in their group. You had Ecuador at 26 And then Peru snuck in and actually was defeated by Argentina, and and, or sorry, by Australia in that knockout game. So that was kind of a poor showing for South America, Uh, you know, as a whole, that that was kind of their job to represent and um, kind of came up short there. And this Uruguay team specifically, I have an issue with the age of their roster. I I realize Darwin Nunez is going to be there, but... He hadn't been all that involved, uh, you know, up until the World Cup. It's it has been, you know, a 36-year-old Luis Suarez, a 35-year-old Cavani. Um, and and those guys, their age is starting to show on them. I don't know if anybody has watched Suarez recently at 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 you know Nassi and in, in Uruguay, but the dude can barely move. So um <laughs> I, I have some issues with the with the chemistry, uh, or st- sorry, not the chemistry, just kind of the cohesion of, of the group that's going to be forced to be out there. We saw their best 11 against Iran, uh, and they actually came up short and lost 0-1. to one. And Iran plays a, a, a similar style of football that we're going to see from South Korea uh, and maybe even Ghana if they can get their defensive issues together.
0: Okay, so uh, Uruguay to miss out as far as Cooper is concerned. Your thoughts on Uruguay? I mean, he's dead right when, when you look at the points that they got in the CONMEBOL group because they were 17 points behind Brazil. They were 11 points behind Argentina. This is not like a big three in
1: South America. It's a big two really. Uruguay aren't part of it. Well, no, they weren't. And they looked like they were going to be not even qualifying for Qatar for, for large periods of, of that campaign until they changed the manager, of course. Um, four defeats on the spin uh, led to that change. Uh, and, and they brought in um, Diego Alonso. Um, An interesting appointment Um, so he took over in December and then won promptly won the next four qualifying games to to get them over the line and through that Um, since then um, Cooper then mentioned yeah five uh, friendlies and around the only side that have beaten them so far Um, so yeah it's um, you know that they beat Mexico Panama and Canada so admittedly again not the highest uh, competition and a draw with the USA in there as well Um, but as far as what they're doing they only conceded one goal in that qualification period after Alonso came in and that was in a 4-1 win against Venezuela so um, they've obviously got something going right with him there it's a very interesting dynamic as far as uh, the players are concerned yes Cavani yes Suarez looking at their records um, Cavani's obviously was injured against Barcelona recently wasn't he so hopefully he'll be okay to feature because he's been hitting some good form for Valencia I just think Darwin Nunes is, is uh, a real wild card. You know, we could see him get sent off in the group stages. We could see him score a hat-trick in one of the games. It's One of those that, that could just come off for him. I'm going to stick up for the old guys here. Uh, you know, obviously... Yeah, never you, mind that. Uh, you're, going to look, you're going to look back as well at defence and Godin's still going on. Um, you know, uh, say, he's, he's another 36-year-old in, in and around the squad. Whether he'll be starting or not, we'll have to see. Um, but, yeah, I think... Under the new manager, you could say that it's been a completely different Uruguay from what we did see prior to that, um, and you've got to give them the benefit of the doubt. And I think they've got enough talent, and you look at that midfield as well, I think they've got a lot of good players that have now experienced Champions League football and are in good form. If they can keep that, I think their initial start and eleven together, I think they've got, they'll d- definitely got a good chance. They'll be hard to beat. I think they'll um, come runners-up in this group.
0: Yeah, Fede Valverde's had a great season so far. Diego Alonso, interesting character. You mentioned a shocker into Miami, but did well at Monterey. So, uh, Cooper, if we are uh, avoiding, swerving Uruguay, uh, that must mean that we like somebody else of um, uh, this group to finish second. So there's a value play here. And South Korea, we can talk about uh, next. They are plus 270 to qualify. um, And this is the nation that you like to sneak into second.
2: I do like South Korea. I'm, I'm, I'm buying what they're cooking. Um, uh, obviously this was something that I waited on to make sure Son was going to be okay. Um, I don't know if he's going to play, you know, with a Batman face mask. You know, we've seen some, some guys, you know, play with those before. Uh, We talked about it a little bit before, you know, before we, uh, we started recording here, um, that their coach was basically quoted saying like, we don't have a plan B, which, you know, it's a little bit scary, um, but I like the value. I, I like the value, and, and you know, a lot of this is also a fade on Uruguay, which we just discussed. Um, but this South Korea team is 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 legit. I mean, it's the one thing is difficult to take into consideration is that obviously they were dominant in in their region. You know, obviously they were dominant in Asia, uh, so you want to see that carry over uh apologies if you guys can hear anything it's raining cats and dogs here in texas so uh starting to get some hail hit my window but um yeah i really like this team i think they've got some good results um you know they they slaughtered egypt um who uh, you know they they they're not world beaters but they play a similar style you know when i'm when i'm looking at the way that uruguay plays very solid defensively hadn't really totally got it going in attack Uh, They beat another South American nation, uh, Chile, Chile, um, which, as I mentioned earlier, I feel like Uruguay wasn't a whole lot different than, you know, some of those teams that didn't qualify, Colombia, Chile, uh, you know, even Ecuador, who did qualify, they were only two points behind Uruguay. So um, I think South Korea can hang. And I think that at the very least, this number is value.
0: Value play. Uh, Nice story as well with Paulo Bento in charge of Korea.
1: Yeah, very interesting, especially with match day three in this group being against Portugal. So, um, yeah, uh, that's going to be a, a very interesting one to see and what rests on that game going into that. So, uh, yeah, absolutely a, a very interesting story to go through with it. Um, You're fading career though, aren't you? I am. Yeah, yeah. We we, we are in complete disagreement with this one because I've got, I've got South Korea to finish bottom of the group. Um, I don't think they've got what it takes to get points off of the top two that we talked about and I think Ghana will beat them in their head-to-head or at least not get beat by them and will have a better goal difference um, and therefore South Korea to finish bottom. Um, I saw parts of them against Brazil in a a friendly fairly recently Um, and they have changed their style a little bit under Bento and they, they go for a bit more of a progressive style. They like to play through the lines, play out from the back, and take some chances, which I think they can get away with. Um, you, you look at the sides that were in their group that they finished second in. Iran topped the group, they were second qualified. Um, but they, they, it was UAE, the only side to actually beat them in that group stage. But Iraq, Syria and Lebanon were the other, pla- uh, other teams in that group. Um, they got away with those sort of things. They, they gave the ball away in such dangerous areas against Brazil and ended up losing 5-1. And I think if they could, if they either don't learn from those mistakes or they continue to go for that, that they could get in trouble against the better sides in the group. Um, certainly, so um, I think also a lot of the, the at least half their um, squad it's not announced yet, is it officially? But we are um, given on their last squad, they had not many of them playing in the elite leagues in uh, in in Europe or, or in world football. So most of them still play in Asia. And a lot has been pinned on hyung min Son, obviously being the, being the poster boy for South Korean football and being that talisman. And say, as Kuba mentioned, those uh, quotes saying that there is no plan B, get out there with your mask on, is basically the, what they're going to go for and hope that he can carry him off. And I don't think he'll be fit enough to, um, to, do, to do that.
0: Yeah, it might be one of those ones. You, you take the South Korea at plus 270 to qualify if he plays, if suddenly you see him, he's not going to be involved, then you take them to finish bottom. You can take Cooper's view or Jack's view. We don't mind that. Just briefly on the other team in this group, um, uh, Cooper, your thoughts on Ghana here. I thought the interesting thing about Ghana uh, was the fact that Inaki Williams now plays. I mean, he didn't play in the qualifiers, but I mean, he's an interesting striker athletic club. Um, Obviously not necessarily one of the best teams from Africa. Uh, What do you make of Ghana? In terms of this group, where do you think they'll finish? Uh, give us your assessment.
2: Yeah, this is a team that that, that I've actually had some action on, um, you know, last six months, friendlies and and qualifiers and, you know, Cup of Nations, stuff like that. Um, I do like Inyaki Williams. Um, the The big thing here was that I needed both of those Williams brothers. And, um, you know, for, for, for these guys to have, you know, just enough mojo and, and just enough uh you know cohesion and attack because because that's been their big issue every time I've watched these guys I'm like these guys are playing Nicaragua they're, they're running out their best 11 they should just boil them out of the water and, and the game ends one to zero you know and, and the one goal was like a banger um that shouldn't be happening when you have a roster that looks like this um and as I mentioned before Nico Williams the uh, the other brother uh you know Spain kind of dangled a shiny object in front of him and, and he ended up joining Spain's national team so um you know this is a team i want to root for uh, there are some african nations that i am going to get behind and and, and put my put my units behind the, uh you know for this world cup in some situations uh this isn't going to be one of them though um they just didn't show me enough um, every time i watch them i just feel like you know people aren't moving off the ball and and um there's just not enough you know flow in in in, in the way that these guys move the ball around and play they're just too disjointed for me and uh, when you get to the highest level, which is the World Cup, um, you know even South Korea can can make you pay. So,
0: uh, Jack, your thoughts on Ghana? I mean, the interesting one that a lot of people are going to look at that Ghana Uruguay game. If Suarez plays and the handball that happened in South South yeah. uh, Africa all those years ago,
1: absolutely. Yeah, yeah, 2010 now, yeah. so a long time ago. But having read the comments when the draw uh, put these two sides together. It's still very fresh it seems so <laughs> it's going to be very very interesting but i think you definitely read my notes because one of the things i said is i can't believe i'm coming on to an international podcast and and saying the recruitment of uh ghana over <laughs> the summer has been fantastic something that you normally say in domestic football but alongside um, anaki williams have also brought in um selusu from southampton yeah. and Tariq Glanty as well from um brighton who was regarded as probably being uh, tr- challenging Trent Alexander Arnold a few few years ago for uh, for the England right back spot, so um, interesting on that side of it. They've obviously got um, Thomas Partey who's having a fantastic season for Arsenal in the middle. So I think that a lot will rest upon him. He was the guy that kind of helped them through the the um, qualifier, um, the final qualifier against Nigeria. So a, a good win. Oh, well, it wasn't a win, was it? Two draws there, but a good a progress. Friend, yeah, a pro- a progress indeed. So um, interesting, of course, they've um, you know. W- w- The manager they've got is Otto Addo, um, a German born, but he's brought in Chris Houghton. So um, fans of the English and Irish game will um, recognise that name. So he's going in as a technical advisor there. So he'll be out in Qatar as well. So, um, yeah, I I just feel that they've got enough about them. Um, So now they've got, say, Williams as a bit of a focal point, and that, you know, he's having a good season for Athletic Bilbao as well. And I think, um, yeah, I think they've got enough about them to cause problems, and certainly in that, head to head with South Korea. OK, um, let's just uh, remind everyone of the selections of our
0: handicappers then. Jack likes Portugal to win the group, as does Cooper. South Korea to finish bottom for Jack. Ghana to finish bottom for Cooper. And South Korea to qualify for Cooper as well at plus 270. Could that be the value play for Group H? Um, uh, many thanks, uh, Jack, for uh, coming in. Appreciate your time. Thank you. And uh, Cooper, great to uh, see you once again. And uh, hopefully more content from you over the course of these World Cup previews. Thanks for coming on.
2: Enjoy it, guys. Thank you.
0: That was Cooper and Jack taking it forward to a really interesting group there. Portugal, a lot of people's fancy for the outrights. Everyone believes they're going to win their group. Stay close to the Bet Rivers YouTube channel for all of the latest content when it comes to the World Cup. We'll have previews throughout the action as well. And of course, you can download all the shows via podcasts also and stick across our Twitter feeder at Because We Win. That's your lot for this one.
1: Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network.